Alrighty, and we are back with another episode of JR Takes. And it hasn't been pretty these past two weeks, no. and it, it might not get any prettier tomorrow against the Cowboys. But Ryan, a uh, couple thoughts on, I mean, have we talked since the game prior? I, I guess, yeah, the, the Niners game, and then we talked the Rams already, though, right? We discussed that briefly. Yeah, we talked about the Yeah, yeah, so the Niners, as we can, as we saw, we got blown out, and... Yeah, I actually unfortunately predicted the final score in our last podcast. Dude. Did you really? I was hoping I was going to be wrong, but I was like, I feel like we're going to lose 34 to 13 or whatever, or 31 to 13, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I just got to say, like, this has been probably the darkest month of the post-Russell Wilson rebuild, like, period. Because mm-hmm. it's we've kind of just been on... Nothing but an upward swing since we made that trade. You know, we've had two excellent drafts. We had a su- surprise playoff appearance last year. Right. Uh, team was a lot better than they th- we thought they were going to be. Then we had a good start to the season, starting off six and three. Um, but I feel like we might have fooled ourselves into thinking this rebuild was a little further along than than it actually is. And the season's sure. not over, and I think those that are rooting for us to lose for a better draft pick, like, what are you doing? A, we've already lost too, we've already won too many games for that to really matter. Right. And B, like, we're not out of this. Look at the dynamic of the NFC right now. There might be an eight and nine playoff team as a wild card this year. It's it's a it's a dog shit conference. So there's no reason to watch these games with anything other than hope, is what I'm trying to say. But the 49ers snatched about all the hope I had left for the season ending anywhere remotely close to a Super Bowl this year because man, it's it's one thing when a team's more talented than you and the 49ers are more talented than us. And it's another thing when they have a better coaching staff, which the 49ers also have. But it's a, it's a thing entirely different when you just don't even fucking show up at a home primetime game. Like, that's really the best effort we could have come out with in the first half. Fumbling on a fucking punt return, throwing a garbage interception, and the game plan. You have our quarterback that has been struggling for a while. And he just got his elbow, his tricep muscle, bashed in by Aaron Donald's helmet four days before this game. And you immediately come out, first drive of the game after a big kick return, and you do three straight dropbacks? Yeah, it's certainly, it's it's definitely mind-boggling. I think we will start out the game this next week, and I won't jump too far ahead because I still want to talk about the Niners, but... I think because of how bad we played, we will come out and run the ball, like, immediately. I agree. And we will stick to that game plan. It's a shame that Kenneth Walker is probably going to miss another game. We, we, man, we got these two Thursday games in a row at, like, it the really worst, fucked us. worst possible point of the season yeah. to, to have that. But, anywho, uh, you were saying just about the opening game plan. Did, did you have more on that? Or? I just think that we should run the ball because the past two games we have not done that. And we kind of did it against the Rams, but I still feel like we're throwing way too much. Well, and, and against the Rams, too, it was like, yeah, sure, we ran the ball here and there, but when we had a two-score lead in the second half, they completely abandoned the run for no reason. When Drew Locke was in, they abandoned the run for no reason. It's it's mystifying. Yeah, I don't know why we're putting so much faith in these 
well, I mean, Gino, I, I can see why, but now we've learned what we've learned. Stop putting so much faith in him. We need to put faith in what we, what our strength is, and that's running the ball. And it, that hasn't been our identity at all. So, yeah, and I don't know. The, a big part of it is the offensive line has not been great at, you know, like creating holes in the run game. Mm-hmm. But just back to the general like plan and scheme that we come up with in these games and by we i mean shane waldron we're we're not doing anything exotic with the run game at all it's like everything is a draw play up the middle we're running out of the shotgun like 80 percent of the time like where are the fly sweeps where is the misdirection where is the anything to make the defense think for more than half a second you know like we we're there's not even motion before these plays runner pass half the time and that's the whole point of the you know shanahan mcveigh like coaching uh, tree offensively is to have a lot of misdirection and a lot of motion pre-snap that's what it's predicated on and we're just we're not doing it it's, it's yeah very mystifying and uh something i guess i kind of recently picked up on maybe i should have a long time ago but uh when hearing about uh players going in motion the the quarterback, if the defense isn't following him, that then you automatically know they're in zone. And so, hit, uh, Debo running in the backfield every goddamn play, like they have a huge advantage because they're doing that every play, trying to figure out what we're doing. And you know what they're seeing? This is that's a great segue to what I was about to talk about. They're seeing we're playing zone every fucking play. <laughs> yeah. What what the fuck, Clint Hurt? You have a quarterback that absolutely tears it up in zero to 20 yard passes and you're worried about getting beat deep like are you fucking kidding me come on (laughs) they blitzed like one time they put heat on brock purdy and guess what he throws a pick six whoa funny imagine that like it this is not rocket science and it's just it's so maddening on third there was a play on third and six the 49ers are driving in the first half and we have a good chance to stop them for a field goal instead of getting a touchdown third and six Everyone immediately just starts sprinting towards the end zone on defense. And they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to hit the guy underneath. All of these players backing up. And what do you know it? They get a first down. Like, what do you fucking think is going to happen? You have Bobby as the closest guy to Brandon Ayuk. You should be fired for (laughs) for ever allowing that. It's it's ridiculous. And it's not just me. Like, I'm not an X's and O's expert on football mm-hmm. or anything but people who i would say are uh were watching this game just going like i have not seen anything impressive out of clinton hurt recently and like the results bear that out we have been average at best for a while if you want to ex- extrapolate that further we've been an average at best defense for about six years now but that's that's bigger picture stuff that I want to save for later. But well, I'm just I wanna... really disappointed in the game plan that we, we came out with against these guys. Because I, I thought that we had a chance to at least make it close. And right. the execution and the strategy were both piss poor. I want to back up the defense a little bit. Because we had seven minutes of possession in the first half. Right, I'm not blaming the players necessarily. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, Except that's unacceptable. Except Tariq Woolen had a... He got benched. He got benched. I, be- I heard he had a shoulder injury that was maybe preventing him from tackling. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that could be true. That very, mail, 
that very well may be true, but it he just was not tackling at all. Right. And it, if, if Pete Carroll sees you not tackling, you're not going to be on the field very long. I wish that same would. He needs to hit up Richard Sherman and ask for some tips. Dude, so Sherman... does so does Quandre and Jamal. They miss so many tackles. Like we're we're paying forty million dollars basically for safeties that can't tackle half the time. Anyways, yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah, time of possession seven minutes, and it was like four minutes with like five minutes left in the second quarter. Like that's crazy. It was insane. I, uh, the offensive ineptitude is a big part of that first half in that game. Even I mean, if we go and even if we go three and out against the Cowboys on the first series by running the ball three times, at least we're burning up forty seconds on each play. Yeah, at like, least try. Yeah. If you don't even try, then the defense just doesn't even think about it, and you know you get your receivers and pass catchers blanketed in coverage. Yeah. Because there's seven guys covering four receivers at the most right so there you go yeah well and what do you want to move on to the the cowboys or do you want to keep I, I, keep I, dwelling on the, the there's i guess just one thing i want to say about this game and this last month we've had where i think this fan base is starting to get fed up with kind of being in purgatory and i feel like that's where we've been basically since the post legion of boom rebuild going all the way back to 2017 we've had different coordinators we've had lots of different players and the thing that's remained constant is we have barely won any play we've won one playoff game since 2016 and okay since 2017 and that was against an eagles team that was starting a, josh like, mccown or something yeah like who that. was like a football coach at a high school earlier that year or something <laughs> like that and we barely won that game so our postseason success and our success against the big boys in the nfl has been virtually non-existent for a long time now we just had two opportunities in the last four weeks to show what we're made of against teams like that and we got our fucking ass kicked both times so i'm not saying we should do anything drastic but i think what this dallas game this eagles game 49ers coming up again uh, two weeks from now this presents an opportunity for everyone in our coaching staff and i mean everyone to prove their fucking worth Mm -hmm. get this thing right you gotta win at least one of those three games i think we should win at least two of them I think we'll beat Dallas. I really do. I think we have a much better chance against them than the 49ers for sure. They're just I just think that they're catching us at a bad time. Like we have to win or else our season's essentially over. Um, the division is you can kiss that goodbye. Yeah. We lost we kind of lost all hope for that losing against the Rams, mm-hmm. but it just was even more solidified um with this last Thanksgiving loss. Yeah. But yeah, I uh I guess to just jump into this Dallas game and what I think is a big time prove a game for this team, uh, from everyone on the staff to every player on the team. This Dallas team is the kind of team that beats up on bad opponents. They have done that all year long. Right. And then whenever they have to face a real team, it hasn't been as pretty. So yeah. Here's our chance. If we're a real team, I think we can hang with these guys, and I think we can beat them. They have, you know, some superstars. Dak has been playing very well for about the last month and a half. Mm -hmm. You know, CeeDee Lamb, great wide receiver. 
Pollard's got some stuff. They have a great offensive line. Um, but Micah Parsons and that pass rush uh, on defense is very deep. And that's something we've struggled with mightily. You think back to the Bengals game, the Ravens, just the 49ers last week. So it, it will be a challenge, but I'm I, ho- I think it is doable. I'm hoping that they do less uh, five to six second development plays downfield and just hit the quick passes because Micah Parsons is not going to give you more than two, three seconds. Especially max. if Stone Forsyth is out there again. Yeah. However, Abraham Lucas is not on the Wednesday injury report. I thought he was returning this week. I, I, I'm pretty sure he is. definitely looking that way. Yeah. You never know. I mean, we thought Kenny was going to play like a month ago. Kenny yeah. McIntosh. He, sh- he should be playing too. Right. he'll suit up i hope they give him a ball like give him one handoff what's the worst that could happen because he got zero touches against the 49ers and mm-hmm. granted i'm not in these practices i don't see what's going on but well i mean and when d eskridge is the best player on the field in the seahawks uniform it's like there's a lot of questions I, that and come you about. know shout out to d eskridge because he had easily his most impactful game as a seahawk which mm-hmm. is like sad but also like you know good for him he did also get injured, so there you oh, go. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not going to play this week. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I feel a lot better about this Cowboys game. I don't feel good about it. I think, you know, on paper they're definitely a team that beats us, but games aren't played on paper. And we have the playmakers in the back end to pick Dak off a time or two, and I really think we're going to need some turnovers, like, Two or three. I to agree. Win this game. I agree. And I think Dak is the guy to make that happen. And I just, I really believe in the run game this, this week. I think we match up really well with Dallas. Uh, we're kind of the same team in a way. Like, I feel like we both have quarterbacks that are, have tendencies to give the ball away. Uh, both, we have a good defense. We haven't been playing it lately, but. We have good players. Yeah. <laughs> But I just, I don't know, I really like how we match up against Dallas, and if we stop Tony Pollard and make them a one-dimensional passing team, I think we could beat Dak if we try and make him beat us. Mm -hmm. My biggest wish for this game is I just want to see us come out swinging. I don't want to see us come out flat and unfocused. I can't stomach another week of us coming out like that. Yeah. And um, with our game plan defensively, I want to see us blitz the fuck out of them. We Mm -hmm. did it against the Giants. Granted, the Giants are grotesque. (laughs) But it worked. We we got, what, 11 sacks in that game? And that's not going to happen this week. But, I, I mean, when... You put the pressure on guys, that's when they make mistakes. And I think too often this year, especially since our defensive front seven has proven they can't really get pressure with four or five guys, um, you have this cornerback, this rookie corner in Devin Witherspoon that is just absolutely a revelation at his position. And, like, we should be using him more, sending him on more blitzes. And then on the other side, you have this guy that just a couple of years ago broke the record for most sacks for a defensive back mm. in Jamal Adams. Julian Love has shown that he could be a decent blitzer. Trey Brown has a sack this year. So we have guys that that can add that spark that we need on defense. Just just send it. If we get beat, beat over the top, so be it. You know what? Like we're, we're not giving up any big plays in the pass game for the most part, like you know 40-yard bombs, but... We're still letting them just 
dink and dunk down the field and eating up more clock, which is almost worse. It's the death by a thousand cuts that we've always been susceptible to. Yeah. I don't know why we've never tried to like game plan against that, but we just let it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's what fucking Tom Brady did to us all the way back in the Super Bowl 49. Yeah. But yeah, that is uh, that is my one wish, and I think if they if they do it, if they show that they got some balls and just really go for this thing, I think we got a chance. Yeah, yeah, I I want to see us if we run out of the shotgun on first and ten, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. If we run out of the shotgun <laughs> on second and eight, I'm gonna lose my mind. If we run like a sprint out to the right side with two receiving options only and Gino throws it out of bounds on the first play because he's under pressure I'm turning the game off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really hope that we utilize the tight ends and if that means you know still under utilizing JSN that so that's be, fine so be it I want to win more than I want him to get you know rookie of the year which CJ Stroud's getting at anyways yeah you know yeah. what I mean so, yeah, what's your prediction for this game, score-wise? Hmm, I'm going to say 28-24 Hawks. Okay. Over Dem Boys. I'm going to say 27-21 with oh. a crucial, crucial late-game turnover by Dak Prescott. I, I, I like I'm that. I'm saying interception by Devin Witherspoon that, that seals the game. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I, I like more the sound of Dak, like, maybe rolling out and not knowing that Draymond Jones is there and he strip sacks. I could go for that too. Yeah. That actually, they both sound pretty satisfying. Yeah. It's, it's a hard option to choose from. Yeah. But you want to just do the quick round the league stuff? There's there's quite a bit going on right now. Yeah. Um. What do we got? We got Russ and the Bronx. Five in a row. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Unlimited is, is looking like he knows what he wants to do in life. Yeah. They've un- unironically been the like hottest team in the league since october which is crazy because in october they looked like the most pathetic team they looked worse than last year somehow yeah and real quick why do we keep getting bare primetime games why we've had like six and we've had no seahawks sunday night games what the hell's up with that i would have rather had like our rams game on primetime that would have been a more entertaining game and i know like the the Bears or like ended the up, Bengals game. That would have been yeah. a good primetime game. The Bears ended up winning that game against the Vikings, which the Pastronaut has kind of fallen off here in, in recent weeks. He looks like he just crashed <laughs> and didn't even make it out of orbit. Jonah, didn't you change your fantasy name to the Pastronaut? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never go full Josh Dobbs, Jonah. I, yeah. I, I did get a stat correction that won me the game, though. <laughs> that's wild. That's, that's like, ridiculous. Look at this. The only time that's ever happened to me, it made me lose a game. <laughs> <laughs> that is our uh, dichotomy in, in fantasy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we got the Broncos winning, and, of course, uh, the Niners. They're Who are they playing? This, this They're playing the Eagles. We got an NFC oh, Championship yeah, that's rematch. Right. That's not the primetime game. The primetime game, I don't remember what it is, but it is very Don't tell me it's the Chargers and the Jets. That's no. Like That's like, like, I hope it's not. I'm going to look it up right like now. Like, that might like, be the like, NFC you know Championship I mean? like, this a, year. I don't know why they... That Chiefs, has... Packers. Uh, well, the Packers, they've kind of been like the Broncos recently. They've been Yeah, they're five on. and six. Jordan Love looked hot against the Lions last week. And oh, yeah, 
You know, it's funny. Our the Lions game for us, where we won early this year, has kind of been our signature win of the mm-hmm. season. And as the weeks go on, it's looking like, you know, they they aren't looking like some unstoppable force like people were saying they were. So I I think the NFL's landscape this year is really interesting because. In the NFC, you might have the two best teams in the league, period, in mm-hmm. the Eagles and 49ers. And then you have a few okay to good teams. Some people say Dallas is an elite team. I think they're just what I described earlier. They're a team that beats up on bad teams and then loses to the good ones. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm, uh, I was looking at some of these games this upcoming week. Uh, let's see. Eagles-Niners, yeah, that's the 125 game. Oh, man, that Patriots game, that was rough, seeing Mac Jones on the sidelines. It's just, what are they doing over there? Like, I feel like they're they're getting as close to tanking as, like, legally possible. Personally, I think that they should keep Mac Jones and draft Marvin Harrison. Give him a weapon or something. It, like... I mean, is he broken? Like, is it too far gone? I feel for like Mac his Jones? confidence is, but honestly, I I kind of just don't really believe in Bill Belichick in the year 2023. Like, he doesn't, he's not getting anything out of his offense, and he hasn't since Tom Brady left. Yeah, like, I, that's that I, to me, years and years of that that kind of falls on the guy in charge. Yeah, and have you heard the rumors of him potentially leaving to go to either a uh, LA to coach the Chargers or to coach the Panthers now that Frank Wright got hired. I think the latter would be a terrible decision because if you want offense, don't hire Bill Belichick. Yeah. that I mean, <laughs> Bryce Young is already having a horrific rookie season. I don't think he's going to grow. I mean, like Mac Jones had a good rookie season. He's got nothing but worse <laughs> under Belichick these last two years. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. And they're, they're just – it's okay – well, it's not okay, but it's one thing to be bad, but you can't be bad and boring. That's just <laughs> awful. <laughs> and, yeah, then uh, you just you're just like the Browns for the past fifteen years at, at that point. It's funny because the Browns are like actually good. They're now. kind of exciting to watch. Too, yeah, they but... have a lot of really good players on that team. It's a shame DTR got hurt against the Broncos because he was actually playing pretty dang good. I don't know if you watched that game, Mm -hmm. but he was making some really impressive throws like on the move, just all over the the field there. He was looking more like the guy that he was in the preseason this year that Mm kind of caught my eye, but he's probably going to miss the next game and they might be starting Joe Flacco. (laughs) (laughs) How, How did we get here? This season, man, they're like trying. Like sooner or later, fucking Philip Rivers is gonna be back, and he's gonna be like taking snaps from his oldest child. Like, uh, uh, who knows? I don't. I hope I never see that. But and in other news, with old quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers practice today. I think it's Jets. all. Uh, I I hope he doesn't come back. He's just gonna get hurt. I why risk it? The, the Jets are what four and seven. Yeah. They, their season is over. The AFC is loaded. It's very top-heavy. They're done. Just rehab that leg or that Achilles tendon. Come back next year. Draft a tackle in the first round. Protect Rodgers. Yeah, they're going to get go. a high draft pick. Yeah. I think it's better if they just throw Zach Wilson to the Wolves. Like, what are you doing with Tim Boyle? Like, <laughs> I understand that Zach Wilson sucks, 
But Tim Boyle is just certifiably His name horrible. is Tim Boyle. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you can't become a superstar with that name. You gotta change your name, dude. Sorry. Yeah, he's he's got nothing. He's the only <laughs> he's the only guy I think in the history of the sport that's thrown a pick six on a hail mary. <laughs> and like, is that his fault? Not entirely, but it's just it's hilarious and it just sums up how fucking terrible. It's almost like the Jets set him up to be like their sacrificial lamb <laughs> in throwing that. Pick yeah, six. they'll just be like, like if it wasn't for Tim Boyle, we'd be great. <laughs> No, you guys uh, should have fucking made a move for a quarterback. Like, they could have had Josh Dobbs, who is obviously better than Boyle and Zach Wilson. Right. Even though he's not a perfect or even necessarily great player. But Hey, most of those picks weren't on him, all right? Yeah, and he's, you know, like, he actually can have a functioning offense. Yeah. Neither of those guys have shown, besides Zach Wilson against the Chiefs for some reason, who's awesome. Yeah, that made no sense. He just, he like showed why he was the number two overall pick and then was like, all right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he didn't win the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's poor, poor, poor Jets fans. Yeah. But But season's coming to the the final chapter here. We got what, like six weeks left of football, regular season football. It really blew by. It always does. And it's crazy how week to week, week to week, like, my emotions about like who's good and how the Seahawks are doing change so much from sometimes like two plays. Like I was joking because I was so pissed off about that Rams game for like, honestly, I'm still kind of pissed off about it. It's been two weeks. (laughs) And it's just like the fact that my emotions can be impacted so much by a football going this far to the right of a pole. It's like a kind of pathetic on my part, but B, it, it just shows that this sport is so crazy and like why it's why we all keep coming back. Yeah, it's as John Madden once said, it's the greatest sport known to man. So I agree. Well, that's pretty much all I had for this one. Yeah, I uh, I got to wrap it up, unfortunately. But, oh yeah. But uh, yeah, this was a this was a good episode. Glad we got it all out of our system. <laughs> Uh, those losses. This is what I do instead of going to therapy or church <laughs> or doing anything. Yeah. Healthy. Uh, it's fun though. But yeah. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for stopping by. Those of, those of you that did that watched this live. Yes. Yes. All right. Catch you on the next one. Yes.